Good afternoon, everyone, and happy Labor Day. I hope it's been a good one for everybody. You're tuned to WEHC 90.7, and this is Keys to the Game. I'm your host, Gary Lester, and I'll be joined momentarily by the head football coach of Emory Henry College football team, Kurt Newsom. Well, the Wasps traveled to Athens, West Virginia this past Saturday to take on the Mountain Lions of Concord University. Concord has been a D2 team for several years, and last year finished 9-2 and and barely missed a playoff spot in the Super Region 1 playoffs. They defeated the Wasps last year 27-20 to and barely missed their playoff spot, but they came into this season with high expectations, and why not? They returned two preseason All-American candidates in quarterback Jack Mangle and running back Thurlow Wilkins, not to mention All-Mountain East Conference-wide receiver Keith Copeland. We add that to the fact that they were picked fourth. It was their first coach opener season home opener since 2017 and they were playing a team that was picked ninth and finishing the sack expectations were pretty high when you guys went into this game but that ride was short-lived because on the eighth play of the game we took a 50-yard fumble back for a touchdown and never looked back as you stunned them 56 to 10 what a great road victory to start the season um i gotta ask you i saw you out there after the game with a crowd of blue and gold football players out there and you were talking to them and man that was a happy group of people so I'd like to start with just what did you say to that those young men there at at the end of that game it was how proud I was of how we played and uh you know to get off to a great start and uh you know I was concerned with the cramping situation but uh but but no it was it was about uh us and how well we played and and it was a great opener and how how far we could take this thing but we've we talked about being a team on uh, our Thursday meeting we usually talk about what we need to do to win a game and uh, what what I told him on Thursday was you know we we didn't have a really good summer so I wasn't pleased with our our summer and then once we got to camp we had fixed it Mm-hmm. And we had found some leadership, and I think we found it. And I, I reminded them of that that we found the leadership, and now let's let's get on this thing and uh, see how good we can be. Well, you know, you speak about leadership. We talked about that a little bit last week, and unfortunately, the National Weather Service uh, emergency broadcast over uh, overcame your uh, what you were talking about. But you you talked about some of those leaders, and boy, did they show up! I mean. Addison Nicely. Uh, Our four captains. Yeah. Captains. You know, it was Caleb, Caleb Lundy and mm-hmm. Addison Nicely and Tomate Penn. Right. And, 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 the, and they, they were, and, and Ricky Dotson, mm-hmm. they, they were our guys. And uh, they stepped up to the plate throughout this uh, camp. And we had the longest camp. Uh, probably in the history of Emory and Henry College. You know, they got here, uh, you know, July 31st, and uh, the game was played on September 2nd. So <laughs> so they've, they've been here a while, and uh, we needed to play somebody else. And uh, I think they showed that uh, camp was good, and they had, uh, you know, they had learned some things and executed and uh so i was really pleased with the effort well and you also mentioned uh, your tight end zach benhorst uh, as yeah up he's as he's been one of the leaders he's an older guy that's uh that's helped out in that situation so mm-hmm. uh you know and we don't have many seniors you know it's not many starting no so uh so the 
future's bright and we need to keep this thing rolling. Well, now, I'm sure a lot of people in the SAC and even the Mountain East Conference, when they saw that score going up 21 nothing, 21-3, 28-3, as they saw that rolling up, I, there was a lot of, little bit of a surprise on their part. But you guys seemed, in my mind, when I was up here last week talking with you all and some of your coaches, pretty confident about this. Well, we were confident going in. We we knew Concord had great skill guys coming back. Mm-hmm. And uh, we felt like they lost enough on the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. And we felt like we were a little better. Uh, you know, well, I don't know about better on both sides of the line of scrimmage, but we were going to be very formidable on the line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. And, and we were, you know, and uh, – that's where we felt like we could win the game. We knew they had great skill, a great quarterback, but our they lost uh, three or four starters on the offensive line, lost three or four starters on the defensive line, and we felt like we were pretty good up front. Well, you mentioned before, as we've talked on this show, that this SAC or this D2 conference uh, play is really about what's going on up there in the trenches. Uh, and I thought Saturday that really was where the, you know, even though uh, Charles Mudder the third threw four, four touchdown passes and you guys clicked with the receivers, I thought up front in the trenches is where the battle was won. Oh, it showed up. There's no question about it. That was the difference in the football game. You know, our, our offense, we didn't rush for as many yards as you'd like to, mm-hmm. but if you watch the film, we were so much more physical than they were. They had an extra hat down there. Right. And so they were going to play man coverage. They had, so, you know, the guy we couldn't block would make a play, but the guys that we could block were, we, we blocked them. And uh, so then, you know, we hit some downhill shots because they were in man coverage. Well, that, that's pretty much what you were thinking about. Uh, Casey Crehan, the defensive coordinator, is a pretty aggressive. Uh, defensive coordinator, coach, um, you were expecting that kind of load the box, man up on you. Is that and that's pretty much yeah. What that's you got. that's what we thought. Uh, you know, we had, you know, I'd coached with Casey a long time ago, my last year at JMU before I went to Virginia Tech, and uh, you know he's been around the block, and we tried to get some film from where he had been, and everything was kind of man you up, and you know get an extra stop the run first. Which, you know, what good defensive coaches do. The I old mean, Bud Foster uh, yeah. school. I mean, that's that's the school of thought. You know, you stop the run and make them throw. And, uh, you know, we've got a couple receivers. or We've got more than a couple. We've got, a, we've got, a, we've got several receivers that can make you pay for that. And, uh, and Charles did a great job. So, uh it was. It worked out well for us. Well, let's talk about some of those individuals because um, Charles Mutter, like I said, is uh, offensive player of the week in the sack with his uh, four touchdowns and 253 yards passing, and he added 20. But Cam Absher was kind of a out of the box. Where'd this guy come from? Where'd you get him? He's from Roanoke, and you know he we brought him in last year, and uh, he. Uh, Coach Hunter told me, he said, this guy's got something special to him. And then uh, this summer, he was here this summer, and uh, coach, our strength coach, Coach Arnie, said, 
I'll, you know, I'll tell you about each individual, and we, as a staff, we meet with him to find out about, about the players and how they did. And uh, he said, uh, Cam's a freak of nature. <laughs> so, I mean, that's good to hear for a guy that's, you know, 6'3 or 6'4 that can – that can run and jump and, you know, and, you know, people are going to overplay Tamate, you know, so it's, it gives us that, that helps us more than anything because Tamate, I wouldn't trade him for anybody in the world. And, you know, if people are going somewhere, they're going to, they're going to double Tamate and, you know, that leaves uh, Cam, you know, on an Island over there with another, uh, with a DB and, uh, that, that helps our football team. When a Cam Absher's who we're talking about, number 14, he caught two touchdown passes, one for 40 yards and one for 32 yards. He he just seemed like he was gliding past the defense. He broke their cushion, as you say, and and then he just, you know, Mutter led him perfectly, and he just looked so smooth going He He it. can run. He can catch. He's, uh, you know, and what we've got to recruit, and we've done a good job with that. We've got some young guys, I think, that are going to be special out there. You know, we're going to see man coverage in this RPO offense, and mm-hmm. uh, so you need big old guys outside. If they're, if they're going to put a corner in your face – you know, you're going to throw some 50-50 balls. And they weren't really 50-50 balls because we had to outrun them. You know? Yeah. So oh, no. Was... They, they became, you know, uh, 90-10 footballs. <laughs> and uh, was... that's a that's a good thing. You know, yeah, 90-10 but... I like better than 50-50. So, uh, so we threw it up a couple times, and uh, Charles did a good job putting it on the, on the money and uh, – Put a lot of air under and let him. No, just, no question. Just let him and run under. Uh, he wouldn't have done that when he got here. He was, you know, a flatter throw, and uh, uh-huh. he's got plenty of arm strength and uh, dropped it in the bucket. Well, Tomate Penn had a one touchdown pass for forty-five yards. That was the longest one, and that was pretty the way he broke inside and muttered, led him that way. Broke inside the cornerback and and. Right beyond the safety is a beautiful throw and and break on the ball by Tomato. Oh yeah, that was uh, special because usually that fade ball's high and outside, right. and they work together on that with an inside release late, and uh, Tomato knew, uh, and then uh, you know Chuck or Charles threw him open. Well, and I want to say you had told me you were very impressed with the secondary out of Concord. You thought they had yeah, they've got good football players. I mean, they they've got good skill yeah uh, on the whole football team, and uh, I I knew the difference needed to be our offensive line against their defensive line, Mm -hmm. and their defensive line against our, our our offensive line, and and so. That's I I think that's where the game was won and you know that's where it's won in the Southeast uh, Conference that's where it's won in the ACC I mean that's that's how the game's won now in high school it's it's a little different mm-hmm. because uh, skill wins in high school yeah and uh, but in college it's about those guys up front and I felt like we had a big advantage and if you watch the film you see the advantage we had. It, and defensively, we had decided that, uh, you know, last year we didn't pressure them as much, and we were going to pressure them this year. Mm. 
Well, also Parker Prelo, that am I pronounce that <laughs> yes, right? Prelo? Yeah. He had uh, that that uh, catch he made and then took it forty three yards. Was... He, yeah, he took he took a bubble and uh, I actually uh, called his father yesterday and uh, his father's a safety coach at uh, yeah at Virginia Tech. He played in the NFL for twelve years and is as good a person as I've ever been around. But I called him to tell him, I said, uh, now your son, his first play, he was offsides. His second play was a touchdown. And I wanted to also remind you that uh, he's not going in the portal, so you cannot recruit him at Virginia Tech. He's staying at, at Emory and Henry with us, and he likes it here, and he's doing well. So don't call to get him to come to Blacksburg. <laughs> so he he got a laugh out of that. An unusual call right there, boy. He he really that was a dazzling run he made for forty three yards. Jack was, uh Bailey had one catch for thirteen yards, and, and Kyle Short came in was four for four, just one touchdown, sharp as he could be. We yeah. We've got two guys that can win in this league, and that's, you know, that is so uh, – what a great feeling going into a game when you know you've got two quarterbacks that could be the starter at a lot of places. And you hate it for, for Kyle right now because of the success he's had, but you've got to make decisions, and, you know, as far as playing two – I'd rather not do that, but I know right now that if anything happens to Charles, we've got a guy that can win football games in this league. Well, I was glad to see that for Kyle Short going four for four and 43 yards and one touchdown pass because it, it's it's hard on a young man when you've been at the helm. No, no all question. Of a sudden, and he's, somebody else he's handled it as well as anybody yeah. could possibly handle it. And, uh, you know, we've, we've got to make decisions, and uh, we've, we've made one. And, you know, we, we, he's, he's helped us through the situation. He has not been negative at all. Well, that's great to see. And, I, and like I said, I was glad to see that for him. Well, Coach, um, we're going to take a short break right here. And when we come back, I'd like to talk a little bit more about offense, but I want to jump over to your defensive game plan because uh, – Boy, it was good last year, but you guys made it even better this year. So when we come back from our break, we'll we'll get into that. We'll be right back, folks. Tumbling Creek Cider Company, heritage-inspired, full-bodied cider varieties made with Southwest Virginia apples that are pressed in-house and fermented on-site. Award-winning ciders in the new tap room, located in the Abingdon Commons next to the Abingdon Farmers Market and Abingdon Visitor Center. Tumbling Creek Cider Company, Appalachian to the core. And we're back, folks. Coach. Uh, just to end up on the offense, we talked earlier in the show, in the previous shows about some of the things that you were trying to fix from last year, third down conversions, red zone TDs, uh, turnovers. Boy, you fixed them uh, Saturday. I mean, your third down conversions were at 50%. You were 6 for 12. And one thing I noticed, though, you guys stayed ahead of the chains a lot Saturday you weren't it wasn't third and eight or third and 11 you know? yeah we didn't we didn't get behind the chains so you get a bunch of pressures and those type of things and red zone we never got in it we scored outside the red zone the whole time <laughs> well, that'll, got, that'll help your red zone right. uh, tendency a lot but uh 
No, no question about it. We uh, we were in control of the game, and uh, I felt like you know there were certain times where we had some lost yardage plays that I wish we wouldn't have had, but they it was an extra hitter or something like that. Mm-hmm. Well, and and finally on the offense, uh, and of course this is not offense, but it's special teams. Uh, boy, it's so good to have uh, Ethan Muncy back, and uh, he five punts, averaged almost forty five yards, as long as forty seven. He he's he he certainly can flip the field for you. He's the best in this league, and um, you know I think he's a special guy, and his story needs to be told. A guy that didn't punt in high school, yes. Yeah. Doing what he's doing right now is um, unbelievable. And uh, so glad he's here. And uh, he's, you know, he's a difference maker in a football game. He is. And uh, and so we're lucky to have him here. He gives your defense a chance because he's going to give them a long field to defend. And that's an important thing when you're uh, in, in a college football. One last question on uh, your offense, the trick play. Um, did you guys draw that up over on the sideline or no. just where did that come from? No. And what happened? No, we, 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 had, we had put it in earlier and probably should have put it in earlier. We put it in Thursday and it wasn't clicking. And we, so we went over it again Friday and it probably should have been earlier in, in camp. And, uh, you know, Tomate was supposed to get depth, and the ball was to be thrown backwards. And Tomate, uh, as much as I love him, didn't back up enough. Actually, he didn't back up hardly at all. No, no, <laughs> so, he did not. And so it was two forward passes. And, of course, the ball has to be thrown backwards for him to throw the ball down the field. And, uh, you know, it was it was a mistake that, uh, you know, we, we take credit for the mistake and uh, take blame for the mistake. And, uh, and, uh, but I will give a little bit to Tamate because he was told to get behind the quarterback. And uh, I don't think he heard that part. But no, he, didn't he knows like I it. care about him, and I wouldn't throw him under the bus, but I just threw him towards the bus. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. And the, the, the penalty for that is pretty stiff. It's a spot foul plus five yards plus the loss of down. I mean, it was plus 10. Plus 10. So, I mean, that's a pretty stiff penalty for oh, two Oh, yeah. We, two were, forward we, we were sitting at second and 20. <laughs> Yeah. So hopefully we don't throw it to Mate in the flat and he throws it to a, a receiver running down the field. I didn't know if maybe Tomate and Justin Hill had said something to each other in the huddle. No, no, it was a call it was a call it was a called play. Yeah, it was I'm sure. it was not a dirt play. Okay, well let's let's switch over to the defense. The Mountain Lions are were an offensive machine last year. They were ranked fifth nationally in yards per game and points per game. They were averaging four hundred and eighty five yards a game. 38 points per game, and they returned their preseason All-American candidate quarterback and running back, Mangle and Wilkins. Um, and I found it interesting that the the pre in the pre-game conference, Ferguson, Brian Ferguson, the head coach, said that we found our identity last year against the Wasp, and we know who we are. And um, my goodness, <laughs> I don't think they know who we are. 
No, I mean, uh, that defense was was outstanding. Yeah, we we didn't have the same plan. Uh, Coach Buzzo came up with, you know, he wanted to get after him. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not a quarterback that wants to run the ball. No. And so we had decided we're gonna we're gonna heat him up and uh, and come after him because we had played a lot more zone in camp. But uh, you know, when you're coming after people, you you know, there's some man coverage involved. And uh, it ended up paying off for us, you know, three defensive touchdowns against an offense that, uh, you know, in three games last year they scored 55 points. Mm-hmm. And I know they didn't have the same offensive line, and they they were starting some young guys up front, and we had talked about that. You know, I've been coaching a long time and coaching the offensive line, and uh, had uh, – one freshman start at uh, JMU, and I've had one at here, and none at Virginia Tech. And they had two freshmen starting on the offensive line. They did, and another redshirt red freshman. freshman. So our plan was heat them up, let's get to the quarterback. And, I mean, that's – that's what started it all, and but to score three defensive touchdowns is kind of unheard of. Un- and you scored three I, all year last year against a quarterback that's uh, you know all American. Yeah. So uh, you know it was it was great to see. Uh, I've known all camp. Our defense can run. They're very active and they play fast. And um, I think we'll continue to do that all year. So that's a. That's a good thing. Well, your uh, defensive front, Josiah Graham and Rasheed Ellis and Andre Crawley and Chad Pouncey, boy, oh, boy, I thought they played great. They are, they are hard-nosed guys that uh, play fast. Uh, you know, I think Andre's a little bit of the leader of the bunch. Mm-hmm. Rasheed's been here. Uh, the addition of Andre has been great. I think Josiah and Pouncey are – are really good players that are still learning, that are special. I uh, really like what, what our defensive line's about. And we've got backups. that, And, you know, with the defensive line position, you know, you play – everybody in America plays more defensive linemen than they play any other position in America. Well, you speak, speaking of backups, the, the, the young man that picked up or caught the fumble, I thought it was an interception myself, but – Picked up the fumble and went fifty yards. We didn't even have him on our scorecard. So Gooding uh, is and it's good, yeah, it's his first college play. He's a defensive lineman, and no defensive lineman scores touchdowns. His first college play, he scores a touchdown. A touchdown. I think his parents are happy. His his daddy was a JMU graduate that played uh, at JMU, and uh, he's from Richmond and. He's got a motor, uh, and uh, oh. great for that young guy because they, uh, the defense had a package for some younger guys to play because they knew how hot it was going to be so we could rest some guys. Mm-hmm. And that was their second rep, I think, of, of the young guys. Yeah. And uh, because, you know, defensive line, if you go over four, five, six plays – you usually get replaced, especially when it's as hot as it was on the field the other day. Yeah, it was hot. So uh, he got in there and he made the most of it. And he's a freshman? Mm-hmm. True freshman. True freshman. Well, 
Caleb Lundy, we've mentioned him before, is coming out as a leader. He led the team with nine tackles. I thought he had a good game. But we got to mention the secondary. My gosh, four interceptions. Two of them were pick sixes. Um, Kendrick Can made a couple of plays that I thought were outstanding. One of them's interception. Another one knocking the ball out of bounds uh, on, a, on a throw. Um, you had Addison nicely that pick six boy that he timed that perfectly and yeah I thought our secondary played as well as we've played in in uh, since I've been here actually uh-huh. I, I, I mean I think they're I think they're special I think they uh, you know I think uh, they they close on the football and they, I, I I just I think we're good in that back end. And they're, they're, you know, we don't have any seniors back there, which is a good thing. Well, it's funny you mention them because I, I thought that too. I think they break on the ball as as well as I've ever seen them. Here. Yeah. I mean, yeah. T.J. Payne. Our, our overall team John speed Collins. on defense is, mm-hmm. is, is really good. And, and that, that wins games. And they're big. I mean, they're 6'2". I yeah. Mean, they're, these are not small. I mean, so – yeah, it's just an outstanding defensive performance. I think Coach Buzzo and his staff did a great job. I know I talked with your Devin Woodson, your defensive line coach, and he was pretty confident his guys were gonna they were gonna have a good 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 showing this past Saturday. Well, if anybody would know, he would because he had coached Concord <laughs> and he had coached through the spring against the new group. So that's that's where it's different, you know, mm-hmm. because he had coached. He had coached the guys we were going to play against, mm-hmm. and uh, so, so he 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 felt like uh, you know we had a, a good advantage, and uh, we were ahead of the curve. Well, let's um, we're gonna we're running a little short on time. It seems like we could talk for hours here, and then there's so much to cover. We haven't even really talked about Bluefield State University, but another trip over to the historic Mitchell Stadium. Uh, what can you tell us about the? The Rams from well, I tell you, I wouldn't like to go to Mitchell Stadium again. No, me either. <laughs> it's not my favorite place. But uh, you know, they beat Livingstone this week, forty-one to seven. You know, they've got a good football team. They've got uh, really good athletes. You know, they got off to a great start, and they were well ahead at halftime. And you know, the score could have been worse this week. And uh, I think it was a conference game for them. I think Livingstone's in the CIAA, and uh, oh, and, you know they they're they're they got good players, and they're a Division Two. Mm-hmm. They're not NAI. No, they're they are Division Two, and uh, so we're gonna we're gonna have to buckle our chin straps up. Well, well, I, I, for sure, and I do hope. I mean, we had a good crowd over at Concord. I do hope they make a trip back over the mountain again this Saturday uh, for this Bluefield State game because, you know, it's it's an important tune-up game because you're starting conference play down at Newberry, who's nationally ranked, and went up to Shippensburg and beat them. Uh, yes. Quite a, quite a win for Todd Knight and the uh, – Yeah, 14-10, to 10, a good win yeah. for those guys. Well, Coach, we're almost out of time here. I do want to mention one thing, folks, uh, about uh, – there is an article on Flow Sports about – Coach Newsom. Uh, it's entitled How Kurt Newsom Built a Nationwide Coaching Network from Emory Henry College. If you haven't seen it yet, I would recommend you read it. It's a great read. It's on flowfootball.com. You do not have to have a subscription to be able to read it. And uh, Kyle Kensing uh, is the publisher of that. Uh, it's quite a quite a nice article about you and your yeah, legacy. We've, yeah, it was straight out of Hawaii. We've, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, 
got my surfboard and we're here and my my two coaches and no they're they're great people and uh you know i've been very fortunate since i've been here to have great staffs and uh you know that's that's what's enjoyable yeah. about about this business if you can sit in that office all day with people you like to be around mm. and it helps your job and it makes it a lot easier well it was a really good article about you and a reflection on the college and about the type of program you're running so congratulations on that article coach thank you and thank you for being here where that's going to do it for us today folks we'll bring you all the live action this coming saturday josh floyd and i will so we hope you tune in to 90.7 wehc and 90.5 wise thanks for listening everyone and so long